Hello, and welcome to The Stone Method, where we talk about lots of different things, but mostly mental health issues, parenting, and coping with our mental health. We have a quick disclaimer. We are not licensed professionals. The information given on this podcast is from personal experience. The experiences discussed in this podcast may include triggering conversations for those that also suffer from mental illness. If you are thinking about or considering suicide, please call the National Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255. Today, we will be dis- we'll blah, 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 blah. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> Today, we will be discussing hallucinations. So, to start off, my name is Alyssa, and I uh, I have a diagnosis of bipolar 2 disorder. I was diagnosed correctly, I think, about a year, year and a half ago. Um, and I experience stress-induced hallucinations. It's fun. And with me, I have my mom. Her name is Michelle. But Hi, hello. <laughs> Um, her name is Michelle, but during um, these podcasts, I will re- I will be referring to her as mom, um, as to not confuse myself. So, <laughs> and here she is. Hello, my name is Michelle. I'm Alyssa's mom, like she said. Um, I have several diagnoses. Um, the the main one is bipolar two disorder, um, and I also have um, PTSD. And um, agoraphobia, which is a severe um, anxiety disorder. Uh, those are my disorders, so <laughs> we're going to talk about hallucinations today. I'm going to let her start. I wonder how many times we can say um during our first podcast. Oh, I bet it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try to be as normal as possible, but this is a little weird for us because we're just kind of sitting here with this microphone and notes and all this fun stuff um so yeah i i was thinking about questions like what what's the craziest hallucination we've ever had or like kind of like the worst one um and then you know thinking about hallucinations it kind of reminds me a lot of like like paranormal stuff because it it almost feels like paranormal when it happens like (laughs) like is this a spirit talking to me or is it is it something in my head and not to you know not to um say that hallucinations are in any way the same as paranormal happenings but um, I think everyone gets a little freaked out when they when they do struggle when they do have these um, stress induced hallucinations. Um, it's a little spooky. It you is. Know? Yeah. It's one o'clock in the morning. You're <laughs> laying in bed, and all of a sudden you see here. Hey, <laughs> right, right. wait a second. I'm home alone. <laughs> so that's one thing that can be really. Um, is it like you said? Is it paranormal or is it is it's a is it a hallucination? Right, mm. and, and well, and not everybody believes in, like, paranormal stuff, and so if you're definitely not a believer in paranormal stuff, you're going to be like, yeah, this is a hallucination, I'm fucking crazy. But <laughs> um, for me, I think the the weirdest or the craziest, um, the scariest uh, hallucination I ever had was when I was laying in my bed back at our old trailer, um, it happened like a couple years ago, um, before I even knew stress-induced hallucina- hallucinations were a thing. Um, I there was this. Uh, I woke up 
and I looked to my left. I was laying on my back, and I looked to my left, and there was a little girl, like, just this outline of a little girl standing there. Um, and then, like, it became clear, and she was holding a knife, and it was just, it was bloody, and she was just staring at me, and... I, I had just woke up. I was very <laughs> disoriented and I was like, what the fuck is that thing? Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. excuse me, get out of my room. <laughs> and it, it, it freaked me out. Like, I was just like, oh my God. But, it you know, in the middle of the night you wake up and with, I, I feel like whether it's a hallucination or whatever it is, like, I just rolled over and went back to sleep. Like, go away, you little bitch. Like get out (laughs) yeah my um my my hallucination what comes to mind because you know being bipolar it is it is normal for bipolar people to have hallucinations visual auditory or sensory and so for me i had this hallucination for about a month when i would go to bed at night and lay down my whole ceiling was covered in them graping cobwebs. So every night when I'd lay down and I'd turn the light off, I'd look up and there'd be three feet and it just covered my whole ceiling. So it was like a whole ceiling. And it took me about a month and I said to my therapist, I think I need something (laughs) um, to help me with this hallucination because it's not going away. And um, my therapist said, oh my goodness, yes, we get you. So they got me on some meds and my hallucinations did in fact get better quickly. So... Um, but that's that that was the creepiest, you know, because you think big spider webs. Well, where's the big spider, you know? Right, right, yeah. yeah. Where's mm-hmm. this eight foot motherfucker in my bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> right, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I I think I've never I've never heard that uh, story. I don't know if I've ever told you about the little girl though. No, you never have. Yeah, and I some of them are like you know, you just don't want to tell people about them because you're like I don't I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're worried that somebody's going to look at you like you're cracked in the head, right. you know, like, that's just, uh, that's just the way it is. Um, it can be something so simple as, I hate when I hear my name, and yeah. I know I'm the only one there, and like you and it always happens, it seems like it happens at night, mostly, Yeah, you know, uh, when you're trying to get some sleep, so that's yeah. when I struggle with them. I feel like, yeah, mine usually happen um, as I'm dozing off. And I'll either hear a knocking, like oh, a really knocking. loud yes. knocking. knocking. And sometimes it's like, it feels like it's so close that it's right next to me. Yes. And sometimes it's like, oh, wait, maybe there's somebody at the door. Well, no, it's 1230 at night. There's, right, right. We're not no, expecting company. <laughs> nobody's <laughs> coming to my door at this time. And, you know, but it's legitimately made me get up and, like, I'll go and check the front door. Like, is there somebody here? And, you know, no, no, there's nobody here. And then it's, I've, I've had it, I've recently told you about my episodes in the kitchen at night um, where I get this like intense fear um and I don't I don't remember which category that falls under because I was looking I was doing some uh digging the other day on hallucinations and stuff and apparently there's like five or seven different categories of hallucinations oh really I thought there were only three I didn't know there were any categories (laughs) (laughs) oh well well because you know there's well yeah visual Auditory and sensory. What else is there? I don't know. I didn't look into it the rest of the way, and I suppose I should have. But um, but I'll be in the kitchen, and it it's, isn't happening as much anymore, and go figure. 
I'm not as stressed out as I was when it was happening. Right. And even if you don't realize you're stressed out, it can be happening and you're like, well, what the heck? I, I'm not stressed. I, I meditate. I, I work with crystals, all this stuff. But it 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 then happens that, um, you know, you get out of that stressed phase and you're just like, wait a minute. Yeah, I was pretty stressed out. But I was, you know, I would go to the kitchen for a late night snack and um, I would get this like intense fear that, something was going to come up the stairs at me or something was behind me and I needed to have my back to the fridge or the wall, but then the wall had a window on it. Oh my God, (laughs) somebody's watching me through the window. And it was just this spiral. And, you know, uh, one night I even had my husband, Josh, come out into the kitchen with me because the fear was so bad. And then my head turned it around and was like, he's going to hurt you. He's going to kill you. You know, like what <laughs> and this whole time i'm trying to tell my brain like no this isn't real stop it it's it you can't there's no it, telling it runs, yourself it runs its course yeah you know um i'll tell you it doesn't help that we have a barking dog we have a bark we have two barking dogs and and the first barking dog i don't know what that dog's got to have supersonic hearing <laughs> Because it's totally quiet, and he comes flying out of the bedroom, bark, 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 right at the door. <laughs> and so, anyway, um, uh, here I am. I'm babysitting. This is about a week ago. And me and the girls are sitting on the couch in the living room watching movies. The dogs are there in the living rooms and downstairs, right? And uh, we're sitting there watching a movie, and all of a sudden I heard somebody walk across the upstairs floor. It was, I was so convinced somebody was in the house because I thought my daughter maybe came home from work early or something. And I was so convinced I was going to come upstairs and see her that I had to actually check all the rooms, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, nobody was there. It was my imagination. Yeah, it was, it was, and, and you know, that, that's really funny because that could either be a hallucination because maybe you were, you know, you were stressed out or... We got a fucking ghost in the house. We got to get a smudge stick or something. I have a smudge stick. <laughs> we should probably use it. Um, yeah, I, um, I, I think mental health issues run in our family, and I, the reason that I wanted to talk about hallucinations today is because um, my sister-in-law had posted on Facebook about um, having. <laughs> don't mind that. Sorry. That's the window. Sorry, <laughs> we're also smokers, so uh, don't don't smoke. It's bad for you. <laughs> um, but my sister in law had posted on Facebook about um, hearing someone say "Hey," and um, late at night while she was sleeping or was trying to go to sleep, and everybody in the comments was like, "Oh, ghost, ghost, ghost!" and um, you know, I was just like, I messaged her and I was like, Hey, can I link this to my, my podcast? Because that, that really could be a stress induced hallucination or legit could be a ghost. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you, but, um, in my experience, it's, it's typically a hallucination, but I've had parts of my life where I'm like, no, that shit was a ghost. Like, like that time when I was little. So now we're going to talk about ghost stuff probably for a minute. <laughs> um, but when I was little, and not little, I suppose I was like 14, but um, that was 15 years ago. No, 16. 16 years oh, God, ago. I'm 30 now. So 16 years ago. So that was little to me. But um, I woke up around midnight and 
there was a little girl in this like white nightgown sitting at the end of my bed um and she was crying and then like as she wiped away her tears she just like disappeared and I was just like what the hell but I (laughs) so like there's been a lot of that throughout my life but if I'm bipolar now and I was just correctly my misdiagnosed I've been bipolar for a long time I just didn't know it right exactly right and so it's hard to it's hard to be like yeah ghosts are real I think ghosts are real but at the same time I'm like but I can have hallucinations and I have right and so I I think it's fun to think that ghosts are real. Mm-hmm. I think it adds, you know, an exciting aspect to life and the thought of life after death. And so um, believing in ghosts is kind of like a game for me. <laughs> I get to I get to have fun with it. And, um, you know, sometimes I can play off my hallucinations to friends and other family members. It's, oh, yeah, it was a ghost. You know, this crazy thing happened to me. So then I don't sound as crazy because then you, people hear you say, I believe in ghosts and this happened to me. Then they think like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. But if you tell them, hey, I'm bipolar and I have hallucinations and I have this crazy hallucination, they're going to be like, you need a fucking therapist. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, when you try to um, tell people that you're hearing things or seeing things that aren't there or feeling things that aren't there, like... <clears throat> That's a hallucination I really hate when I feel like somebody touches my arm or my foot when I'm trying to go to sleep. You know, um, I don't know what causes that, but probably something, you know, not paranormal. But um, it's it's hard to be open with people because, especially with mental health, you know, there's a lot of stigma and there's a lot of misunderstanding, you know. There is. So um, that's something... Like, I think that's one of our hopes with this podcast is to shed a little light on stuff that's hard to talk about because um, talking about hallucinations is not easy. You never know how judged you're going to be or, like you said, oh, you need a therapist or you need medication or whatever. Yeah, and I, you know, and honestly, I think both of us can say we're on enough medication to... Um, yes. Sustain us in the long term. <laughs> this is this is the first time in a very long time that my mental health has stabilized. And um, I don't struggle as much with the hallucinations as I once did. Although every check-in with my psychiatrist, you know, they ask if I'm having any hallucinations. And I have not had to say yes for a long time. I'm on um, good medication and it's got me in a good place. Yeah, yeah. What kind of medication are you on? Because I know, like, you've tried a lot of stuff in the past that just didn't work well. Yeah. um, They put me on a medication called Zyprexa. Um, It has really good um, results in terms of my um, mental health. You know, like, because of the bipolar, it's up and down, up and down. I can be a rapid cycler, which means I go up and down really fast. And um, I've noticed that with the Zyprexa, my... Uh, I'm more in the middle. I still have peaks and valleys, but they're not as close together. Um, They're not generally as intense. And um, I feel satisfied uh, that my bipolar disorder is um, being well managed. Yeah. Yeah. And and by no, you know, by no means are we like saying that one medication is uh, better than another. No, Um, this is just the medication that works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's specific to us. Um, and if at any time you feel like your medication isn't working out for you, definitely talk to your doctor and come up with a a, a way to help change that. Um, but I actually, so working in the field that I work in, 
um, I found out that there's a way that um, psychiatrists, doctors, therapists can find out which medications work best for you. Um, it's called gene testing. Yeah, I've heard of it. And um, one of my clients had gotten it done, and pretty much they just take a cheek swab, and they check your genes and how well the medication absorbs into your system and how well it helps you. And I've never gotten it done, but that's something that, you know, if you've gone through so many avenues and you're like, just nothing is helping, nothing feels like it's getting me to that, like... I'm, I feel pretty consistent, you know, like, like somebody that is, um, not neuro, what is it? Neurodiverse or, um, it would feel, um, but, uh, I, I take Paxil for mine, which is paroxetine is the generic name for it. Um, and I feel like my Paxil has really, I, I, I notice when I don't take it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, because it it makes it, like, I have more waves. Like it, like you said, it's more frequent, my ups and downs, and um, and my triggers and are and affected. The ups and downs are steeper and deeper. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, like, yeah, if I don't, if I'm not <clears throat> medicated, <laughs> um, I can be in a low at 7 a.m. where I'm not wanting to get out of bed. And then at 3 p.m., I can be like, oh, I'm going to clean the whole house and rearrange my room and do this and do it. And with my Paxil, it's more of a study like laziness. <laughs> I won't call it that. But it is more of a study like in between. Like without my medication, I don't see the in between very often. Yeah, this is the first time that I feel like I'm in the middle and I've been there for a long time. I should add, because um, I'm not ashamed to say it, I'm a recovering addict. And I've got um, a little over two years clean. Well, I had an applause here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one thing with cl- getting clean was um, trying to figure out what was my mental health and what was my addicted um, health, my, my addiction. Um, so it took a while. I had to be clean a little while, you know, before my doctor was really ready to um, experiment. I went on meds pretty quickly. Um, I think I was about three or four months sober when I went on, went on meds. But I would say um, for the last year, I feel like I've been more in the middle and less up and down. So, good question. And maybe, you know, if anyone's listening to this, like maybe they thought of the same question when I did. But when you were in addiction, in active addiction, were your hallucinations worse? Yes. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yes. <laughs> The paranoia and the hallucinations were terrible. Right. Yep. It was really terrible. Well, and especially because you're not medicated and you're adding a, a substance to your body right. that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. I couldn't imagine. Um, that's because I, I know like when I drank, um, when I wasn't medicated and drinking, I would get very angry. And, right. you know, and. I don't know that, no, that is, that is a symptom of my bipolar, the, the mm. anger, that's yes. part mm. of, you know, mm. um, but I, I hate to think back of when I was in a previous relationship and the, the level that my anger would get at when I was drinking. And even when I wasn't drinking the unmedicated part of me, um, I was in a really bad place. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I was always paranoid and jealous and controlling and manipulative and, um, yeah, I, I actually, 
I posted an article on the Facebook page um, uh, about asking questions to someone with bipolar disorder because um, we'll be talking about mental health in general but mostly bipolar um, and maybe some of our underlying uh, diagnosis as well like I have anxiety yes um, my um agoraphobia can be quite terrible yeah yeah I mean I yeah I remember growing up with you and that agoraphobia I mean that's real <laughs> like, yeah um, I used to when she I had um kids when she I had younger kids and she was about 13 or 14 and I remember we'd be driving and all of a sudden I'd be convinced I forgot my baby on top of the car and I'd have to pull the car over yep. and um, touch her and make sure she was there. And that was my agoraphobia. And, you know, now my agoraphobia, like, um, I uh, worry a lot about fires. I have an extremely difficult time being in a car, mm -hmm. um, especially not so much in the summer, but, you know, here in the winter with the roads not being very good, I'd rather just stay home because I know that when I get in the car, my anxiety is going through the roof. And, and I do not like being in the car with any kind of bad weather whatsoever. It's incredibly hard for me. I'm sorry, I took a picture of it. I took a picture of it. So anyway, I'm um, sorry about that. that Somebody's calling. <laughs> but, um, but, um, so yeah, you're yeah. agoraphobic. Yeah, so my agoraphobia can be quite terrible. You know, like I'm always checking the door at night to make sure it's locked. And um, I get worried about fires and stuff. You know, I really, anything that you can worry about, you know, like just don't give me any help. <laughs> right, right. Well, and then we were also talking the other day about, um, what is that, the uh, epigenetics. Um, you were talking to me about epigenetics? Yeah, we were talking about epigenetics with my seven-year-old, Haley. And how pretty much, like, your oh, yes. anxiety, like, yeah, it kind of transferred to me, but, I mean, <clears throat> I've got pretty significant anxiety. I don't feel like I do anymore because I, <laughs> the medication I'm on pretty much <laughs> lays that flat. Um, but um, my seven-year-old has pretty severe anxiety. She is scared of everything. She's scared to go down the stairs because she might fall and she might die. She's scared of any any and every kind of bug. Um more specifically wasps. Um and spiders. Lately, yes, wasps and spiders. Mm. Um before it was flies and ladybugs. Mm -hmm. And um so I I think there's a lot of like really cool aspects of psychology and um and just our like gen genetic code <laughs> that makes us who we are, um, you know, and nature versus nurture. And I think there's a lot of good information out there and we can provide some of it at least, you know. Well, we can provide our experiences, yeah. you know, as we've had them. And, um, you know, I know one thing that's happening right now is people are becoming more and more aware of mental health and, um, and um coping with it yeah you know um it's become more of a, a talked about um topic topic yeah there yeah. you go it's not as taboo <clears throat> it's it not as taboo as it was. used to be yeah um they don't ship us off to hospitals anymore where we spend the rest of our <laughs> lives <laughs> right oh my gosh <laughs> yeah i i work with um well i used to work with people um, with mental health issues, and I, I still kind of do, but there's there other um, diagnoses are um, more predominant. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, even even in just the 
three years that I've I've worked in the field that I work in, being a group home supervisor, I I've learned a lot, uh, and it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy how mental health can affect your day to day. It can affect your relationships, your finances, your your sex life, your <laughs> uh, the way Parenting. you're a parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, um, and it's it's crazy. Some uh, some of my uh, coping skills that I use, you know, cause like therapists are always like, Oh, coping skills, coping skills. And you know, um, after a while of hearing that you feel like they're kind of beating a dead horse, like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I get it. Coping skills. And then they tell you all the same ones like, Oh, right. Sing, dance, draw. Um, and there, there's some coping skills that I use that haven't been told to me. Like, I know that you use one when you're having a tough day. You told me about it. I don't know if it's necessarily a coping skill or, like, a personal, like, just, you know, hey. Um, But you told me about, um, like, if you're looking at a tough room and you want to clean it, Mm -hmm. the way that you start is just to to pick a spot and start. I pick one thing. I pick one one thing thing that I can pick up and put away. And once... So that's my coping skill for not wanting to do something. You know, um, sometimes, like, I still get depressions. I have seasonal... um, Affective disorder? Seasonal affective disorder, yes. And so um, one of the... the, um, I can't spit it out. One of the coping skills I use is a light, um, a UV light. Yes, I love my light. Yes, and um, I don't do it every day. I do it when I start to feel down, and it seems to help. But um, when it comes to, like, not having the energy to clean up a room or to put things away, that's really worked well for me, really worked well for me, um, just to pick one thing. And then after I pick that one thing, then I pick the next thing. And before you know it, the room is clean and I and I feel um, like I accomplished something. Right, right. Yeah, and I keep my... Um, they're called happy lights. <laughs> happy lights. <laughs> I keep my happy light at work. Um, and I, I run two houses and so I keep it at the house that I'm most at Mm -hmm. and you use it. I do. I use it at work. Um, and I, I only ever use it if there are things that I need to get done and I have absolutely no motivation to do them. I turn on my light and I just start with the hardest project first because I learned through my job, you know, eat the frog. Um, eat the frog. Do the hardest thing first, and then everything else will be easier. And so I will start with the hardest item, and I will, I will dredge through it, like, you know, the first 30 seconds, minute. And then it's like I'm sitting up straight, and I'm typing, and I'm working, and 20, 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh, hey, this is working. I'm working. I'm right. doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Um, and I've thought about bringing it home, but... Then I won't have it at work for those days. That right, you'll forget I need it at to, home. Yeah, it's, um, it's best to have one at work and at home. Yeah, and I mean the one I have, I think I paid like thirty or forty dollars for, and I think it's just a matter of priority at this point. You know, I have the money; I could probably go on Amazon right now and buy one to have at home. But you have one here; I could just use yours. You know, yeah, like, yeah. It's just the priority <laughs> of it. Um, yeah. So we'll plug Amazon here for a second. That's also where I found my light, and I think I paid. 30 or 35 dollars for it it was really reasonable yeah yeah i 
I love Amazon. Sponsor us, Amazon. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, maybe in like 300 episodes, right? (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, uh, a coping skill that I like to use, um, I actually learned from Haley's therapist, my seven-year-old's therapist, and it's thinking of, like, going to a happy place, and it sounds, like, so, like, kind of, um, cliche, but, but it's, I love it, because if I am in a hard place, um, I, I go to my happy place, which is, for a lot of moms in their 30s on a beach with a bottle of wine laying in a hammock between two palm trees just listening to the ocean and you know reading a good book or listening to my favorite podcast and um so for me like that's that's helped a lot but like in order for me to get motivation to get up and do stuff um for me I I do something similar to what you do like it isn't like I'll pick one thing up um because it, it's it's all so overwhelming. My broom is so overwhelming right now. And um, for me, it's sitting on the floor and starting to go through the little things. Yeah. And, you know, whether that's the clothes that are there or the trash. Well, if I can just get all the trash in the room picked up, I, I have accomplished something. Because now I, there's no trash. Now it's just all dirty clothes. Right. And I just have to put it in the hamper and put it away. Right. And so for me, it's like I just have to get off my bed you know, and just sit on the floor because I don't like sitting on the floor. I don't like being cross-legged. It puts my legs to sleep and the shorter amount of time that I have to do it, then I can get back to my bed and play my game or whatever I'm doing. Um, and I think we'll be, we'll also touch on like parenting with mental health issues. Um, I think through the generations of our family, I think our family is evolving to be better absolutely yep absolutely um because i know like you grew up with a rough childhood which caused a lot of trauma and then that transcended to me you know because of how you grew up then i got treated this way but then um how i grew up you know i try not to do that and which i know you tried to do too Right. I, I did a lot of things different from the way my parents did them, but I also did some things the same. Right. And um, <clears throat> by the time I had my two youngest, because there's a six-year gap between baby three and baby four, um, by the time I had my two youngest, I knew that that wasn't how I wanted to parent. And so I know I did better. Right. I know I did better. Yeah. And um, I believe that I am the first in a line of people who are breaking the generational curse. And I do believe that, you know, I know that um, I made some mistakes with you, you right. know, while, while I was raising you. But I think that you also saw the positive things I did and the positive things I did with the youngest, too. Right. You know, and I hope that I babysat a little different. I'm babysat. <laughs> Haley, Haley just said, hi, Grandma. Um, <laughs> I hope I parented a little different moving forward, you know, um... And now my, my, my kids, I have two girls that have two children each, and I see them doing, I see them doing, I'm losing my, (laughs) I know she's talking. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Haley, we're doing something. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I was going to pause it so that we could like tell her to hold on, but now that's going to be in the podcast. But but my <laughs> daughter on a t-shirt, Wade Haley, I'm doing <laughs> You can just wear it around the house. <laughs> but now I believe that my daughters are parenting much better than I did. You know, they're paying more attention to the children's needs and um no martial law. Oh boy, listen to that. Martial law? Martial law. Yeah. Um What's it called? Corporal punishment. Corporal punishment. I said martial law. Well, maybe That's martial it. law. Is... Martial law is a fucking thing in this household today. <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, I think you know uh, we've got a lot of good future content. I think the episodes moving forward, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna talk mostly about mental health. Uh, wow, I can't talk mental health. Um, but we'll also touch on other topics, too, you know, that um, I don't know what those topics <laughs> will be yet. And if I did know, I wouldn't tell you. Um, but <laughs> but um, if you want to get a hold of us and, you know, send in a tale of your own, a little story of your own, um, feel free to. You can reach out to us at the Stone Method Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Just search the Stone Method. And we also have a Patreon account um, for anybody that would like to follow us on there. I will shortly be up. I will be updating soon um, the tiers. Uh, I'm just not sure well, where I want to go with it as we're so early on in this podcast. Um, but you can also find us on Patreon at the Stone Method. We've got to find our groove. <laughs> we do have to find our groove, our vibe. <laughs> That's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, <clears throat> Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, we're signing off, so have a fantastic day. And as Stewie Griffin said on Family Guy, whether you can or you can't, you're right. <laughs>